We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Remember when ESPN analyst Michael Irvin criticized Lamar Jackson after week one for not running enough? Well, now Irvin is walking back his freezing cold take. So basically saying, Michael, shut your black butt up. I said, okay, I'm going to be quiet <laughs> because he's absolutely being right. Meanwhile, fellow ESPN analyst and former Steeler Ryan Clark said that Jackson's playing the best football he's ever played in his life. He's the scariest player at the position in the entire world. And get a whole lot more to say as well. I'm Sarah Ellison with Bobby Trossett. It's Tuesday, September 27th, and this is your morning Ravens Vault. So Ravens wide receiver Devin Duvernay is off to a promising start in season number three, and his head coach, yeah, he's fired up about it. And how about Kyle Hamilton's bounce-back performance by the numbers? All that coming up. Plus, lost in all the praise of the Ravens' offense, John Harbaugh's 150th win as a head coach is coasting under the radar. We'll break down how his win total ranks among the all-time greats. We have all of that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, which is now on YouTube, where you get the most important Ravens news in just 15 minutes. So we've all had terrible sports takes and have had to eat our words as a result, Sarah. It comes with the territory, and it's certainly no different for a Hall of Fame wide receiver and current ESPN analyst, Michael Irvin. Yeah, no doubt, Bobby. We've both had old takes that need exposing. And today, it's Irvin's turn. And to his credit, he's not digging in his heels when he was wrong about Lamar Jackson, as some people do. Okay, so before we go any further, let's back up a second and remind listeners where Irvin went wrong in the first place. All right, well, we covered this on the podcast when Irvin was critical towards Jackson after the week one win over the New York Jets. If you remember, in that game, Lamar threw for three touchdowns, but only rushed for 17 yards. Irvin thought number eight was holding back on his team by not running as a way to kind of save himself health-wise until he got paid. Bobby, we both said at the time that was the wrong take. That's not how Jackson operates. Well, Irvin now understands he completely misread the situation. Remember that first game? He rushed for 15, 16 yards, that first game. I was like, uh-oh, I thought you're not thinking about the contract. I, I, I need to know that you're still going to run hard so you're not worried about getting hurt 
so you can focus on the season, not the contract. I said, I need to see you run some more, you know. But, but, but what he was saying is, I want you guys to see, even if I do get hurt running, that I can become a pocket passer. That's what's blowing my mind, the way he's throwing from the pocket. Now, these last couple games, he start running everywhere. So basically saying, Michael, shut your black butt up. I said, okay, I'm going to be quiet <laughs> because he's absolutely being right. He's starting to run the football. He's not worried about all this stuff. All right, so good for Irvin to admit he was wrong. But, Bobby, I still don't think he's quite got Jackson pegged all the way down yet. He said that Lamar wasn't running to prove that even if he got hurt, and lost a step in the run game that he could carry a team with his arm. Now, to me, it's true. Jackson has proved that he can do that. He can totally carry the team with his arm. But I don't think that's why he was holding back, in his words, to prove that. I've said it before, and Bobby, I'll say it again. Jackson does what it takes to win the game based on what the defense gives him. Right, and against the Patriots specifically, Bill Belichick was determined not to allow back-breaking big plays by the receivers after we know Rashad Bateman had two 55-plus-yard touchdowns in the first two weeks alone. That was the game plan. So instead, Jackson took what Belichick gave him and won with some shorter passes and also ran a whole lot more as well. That's how he finished with four touchdown passes, all less than 20 yards, I might add, to go along with 107 rushing yards with one rushing touchdown. Right, and his strategy of simply taking what the defense is giving has Lamar as the front runner in the MVP conversation just three weeks into the season. Jackson leads the entire NFL in total touchdowns with 12. Jackson leads the entire NFL in passing touchdowns with 10. And Jackson leads the entire NFL in passer rating at 119.0. And Bobby, to put those numbers in perspective, the only team, not a single player, but the only team that has more total touchdowns than Jackson is, get this, the Ravens, thanks to Devin DuVernay adding a kickoff return touchdown. But that's it. He scored more than all 31 other teams. And ESPN's Dan Orlovsky pointed out the insane pace that Jackson is on. In Lamar's last two weeks, He's thrown for 536 yards and seven touchdowns and ran for 226 yards <laughs> and two touchdowns. His 17-game season projection is 5,600 yards and 68 touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, that is literally video game stuff. I'm not going to take it for granted. He's the MVP of the league. Sarah, that's great. I actually watched that segment live on ESPN. It's not every day you have grown men, especially former players and coaches, just straight up giggling over another player's numbers on national television. But let's be honest. They're just so absurd and generational. You can't help but laugh. Hey, and just to make you smile more, I'll leave this with you from ESPN's Ryan Clark, who says Lamar Jackson is the scariest player in the world right now. Check this out. Everything Lamar Jackson is doing is working for the Baltimore Ravens. There is no player in the league that is asked to do more for a team, but who is delivering at a higher, more elite rate than Lamar Jackson. He's he's not just only in the MVP conversation. He is setting a new quarterback market every time he steps on the field. Mm. For all the things that we said about the young guns that were coming up, oh, Joe Burrow's better, oh, Justin Herbert's better, it looks different, but it's not better. Lamar Jackson is the scariest player 
at the position in the entire world. If they playing football in Portugal, he better than all them. If they playing football in Ireland, he better than all them. If they are playing in Greenland, he better than all them too. Lamar Jackson is doing everything you need to do from the position, and we have to stop being bored of watching his That's greatness. Well said there from RC, the former Steeler, but still to come here on the vault. We'll go all access, courtesy of Ravens Productions, for some notable in-game sound from Sunday. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, Bobby, there's a bunch of game sound we weren't able to fit into our instant reaction post-game episode Sunday night. So let's get caught up right now. Yeah, let's begin with third-year wide receiver Devin Duvernay, Sarah, who between his role as a return specialist and one of Lamar Jackson's top targets now, yeah, he's off to quite the start through three weeks. Bateman along to the left. Blitz pressure coming. Jackson fires back of the end zone. Duvernay makes the catch. Does he get his feet inbounds? He does! Touchdown, Devin Duvernay! So again, through three weeks of football, Duvernay has now recorded three receiving touchdowns, and that does not include his 103-yard house call as a return specialist against Miami. Coach Harbaugh, he knows it was worth the wait when it comes to development. Those are things that we felt like were in his skill set when we drafted him. 
But it takes usually, you know, some development in the National Football League. He's been playing ever since he got here in some capacity. But to see him kind of flourish in the last few games in this season uh, in fulfillment of those expectations is, is just great. I was in the weight room earlier and saw him, and he's, he's never satisfied. He's just never satisfied. And that kind of mindset, you know, is what, what goes a long way. All right, now, Bobby, let's talk Kyle Hamilton. We all know his fourth quarter communication blunders were highlighted all week long after the Dolphins game. And boy, he responded in a big way Sunday in Foxborough. Yeah, there's no question. Hamilton responded with the following, Sarah. He logged 14 coverage snaps, allowing just one reception and 10 total yards. But most notably, obviously, his fourth quarter chase down punch on Nelson Aguilar that went down, of course, as his first career force fumble. And it proved to be the difference in the game. Ravens Productions caught him soaking it all in on the sidelines moments afterwards. That is pure jubilation right there. But Bobby, let's talk about this guy next. How about Marcus Peters? playing in just his second game back after losing all of 2021 to that torn ACL. Mr. Takeaway himself reminded everyone that he is indeed back. Yeah, Sarah, Juice Man's fourth quarter interception of Mac Jones sealed the deal and marked his 32nd career pick. That's the most league-wide since he entered the NFL in 2015. But Sarah, what was even more impressive to me specifically was his ability to come down with that fumble recovery after Hamilton punched the football out of Aguilar's hands. That took some serious concentration and precision along the far sideline when it mattered most. Here's his teammate and fellow cornerback Marlon Humphrey attempting to interview him on Instagram Live during their plane ride back to Baltimore Sunday night. Are you grinding? You grinding? You come back, get the pick, get the ball in your hands again. How did it feel? I mean, I know you got about 40 of them. Okay, yeah, I can do that. All right, now that's got to make some local reporters feel a little bit better, right? It's not always easy making these players talk. And Juice Man does not enjoy being in front of the camera. But Bobby, if there's one thing for sure, it's that Baltimore's defense has a different energy when Marcus Peters is involved and available. Yeah, Sarah, I'll leave you with this. After being on a pretty strict pitch count in his season debut week two, Peters played 95% of the defensive snaps Sunday, leading you to believe that there are no longer any limitations when it comes to number 24 on game day. So, Sarah, there was one important milestone that flew under the radar on Sunday, just being that so much attention has been understandably paid to Lamar Jackson and this Baltimore offense. Yeah, no doubt. But it's important, Bobby, that right here we highlight this one. With the Ravens' first regular season win at Gillette Stadium, it marked head coach John Harbaugh's 150th career win. That is head and shoulders above any Ravens head coach, which makes sense because Harbaugh has lasted the longest as he is now coaching in his 15th year. Brian Billick notched 85 wins in nine seasons, and Ted Marchibroda won 16 games in three seasons. Yeah, we know that Harbaugh, hands down, has been the best coach in franchise history. The numbers back that up. And like Billick, he's also won a Super Bowl, but he's lasted six years longer so far. He has nine playoff berths, 
So how does he compare to the league's active head coaches, though, given those numbers? Yeah, he is objectively one of the best, Bobby. He has the fourth best winning percentage in the league with only Belichick, Mike Tomlin, and Andy Reid ahead of him. And he's certainly in reach of that number two spot, depending on how things go. That's Hall of Fame kinds of numbers there from Harbs. And Sarah, I'm sure Ravens Nation hopes he catches up to those guys because that would obviously mean good things for this year's squad. And I got to say, General Manager Eric DaCosta gave a pretty nice gesture in the locker room in New England for his neighbor and coach. Yeah, this was a really nice moment to see. You know, Harbaugh celebrated his 60th birthday just a few days before this Patriots game, and EDC recognized that along with this big career milestone. This sound is courtesy of Ravens Productions. I'm not really in the habit of giving game balls, but I've been here 27 years. I've seen a lot, and I'm going to give this game ball to one of the greatest men I know who's got our backs each and every day. Not only did he turn 60 this week, but he also today got his 150th win. Jump and have our back, all right? Yeah. I'm going to say what Clarence Brooks said, okay? This game always has been, is, and always will be about the players. All right, bring it up here, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> about the players. One, two, three. One, two, three. And before we jump, some other quick news items you need to know, beginning with the NFL's decision to replace the Pro Bowl with week-long skills competitions and a flag football game. The new event is set to replace the traditional full contact showcase, which began all the way back in 1951. Elsewhere, ESPN's Jeremy Fowler is reporting that Ravens fill-in left tackle Patrick McCary suffered a low ankle sprain Sunday in Foxborough. His recovery timeline remains uncertain, but he did avoid major damage, including that dreaded high ankle sprain. Mac Jones, on the other hand, Sarah, he wasn't as lucky. The Patriots QB reportedly suffered a severe high ankle sprain in the fourth quarter after getting tangled up in a pile with Calais Campbell. Jones is expected to be sidelined multiple games as a result. The Ravens and Jason Pierre-Paul officially went pen to paper on Monday. It's a one-year deal, which reportedly includes a guaranteed base salary, $150,000 signing bonus, and incentives that could get him to above $5 million in overall pay when it's all said and done. Thank you for listening to the Morning Ravens Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. So if you love our show, please tap that follow button and share it with a friend. We can also be reached by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And as of this month, the Ravens Vault podcast is now available on YouTube please consider subscribing to our channel ahead of week four. All you have to do is simply search Ravens Vault Podcast on YouTube. That's all the time we've got today, but we will be back on Wednesday morning with the Ravens news you need to know. Hey, be sure to follow along with us on Twitter all season long for our commentaries. You can find Sarah at SG Ellison, and I'm at Bobby Baltimore. As always, thanks for listening to the Ravens Vault. Ravens Vault.